Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Brent, and with me is the quintessential Dylan. Oh, I, 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 I like I was, that. Yeah. I was really looking for something that would be like a palindrome since it's something, you know, that we're talking about today. But I literally could find none with Q. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, also, or, I mean, my yeah. my name ends with N. Oh, uh, so pretty hard to fit it in with the Q kind of situation. So, yeah, yeah definitely uh, quintessential, though. I am. Definitely. I am the platonic ideal. That's of right. Dylan. You are. And it was either that or going to be just this is Q, like from Q Not Anonymous, like it is Dylan. We're just going to reveal it today. Oh, <laughs> Brenda Satoshi, I'm Q. It's uh, all sorts of revelations happening yeah, on this exactly. podcast. And we are back on Discord. Yes, we are we back are. on Discord. It's, yep, discord.nundarecallitordinary.com, which we are, we are there basically interacting with fans and enjoying, um, you know, you don't have to be a patron to jump on. And obviously with Patreon, I think it was sending an email notification for everything we would, we would post. Yeah. So people don't want to be inundated with endless emails about everything. We That's post. the problem is that on Patreon, only the receiver of the emails can control what they receive emails for. And so, you know, it was a problem. I mean, you know, some patrons were fine with it, but others weren't. And we also, it's just patron Patreon just isn't as friendly for non patrons. I guess that's good in a sense yeah. um, in order, like getting information out. And so we were trying to figure out what to do. And so we opted to once again, dive into creating our own discord server, uh, which is kind of where any kind of news updates, you know, if you want to know where an episode is, if it's running late for whatever reason, you know, if we find we're, we're always finding like weird links and pictures and, you know, extra stuff to go along with our episodes Yes. But we don't want to clog up the Patreon page because, again, it sends an email every time we post something. So all of that stuff is going to go over to the Discord server. And again, the easiest way to get there is to just uh, go to discord.nundarecallitordinary.com. And if you are a patron, you don't have to be a patron to go, of course. But if you are a patron, you do get access to a patron-only chat room. So you get more direct access to us. And uh, we only listen to people in that chat room. Everything else we just ignore. Yeah, exactly. And we, we also still have merch. Um, it's merch.nundercallordinary.com. So feel free to stock up on all your, uh, you know, your needs, your mugs, your shirts, your baby onesies, whatever you need. Pillows, your large giant tapestry, wall tapestry. No yeah, I, I'm still waiting. We're going to have to come up with happen. some kind of incentive for so thanks, the first person <laughs> to buy the full wall tapestry and send us a picture of them, you know, hanging it on their wall. We got to we, we'll figure something out. And with that, I need to uh, put on my best Brent voice. So, what are we talking about today, Brent? Well, Dylan, okay, what are we talking about today? It's a little something called... What? What the, what the hell happened to your voice just then? That was, that was strange, right? Um, it, actually, okay, let me say it. Let me say it forwards. We're talking about backmasking. Oh, now back I masking. get it. So, okay. Yes, right. Okay, so what, what is backmasking? People are like, what is this? What's happening? Well, according to Rational Wiki... Quote, backward masking, also known as backmasking, was a moral panic promoted by a number of Christian evangelists during the early 1980s. Its most notable promoters include Jacob Aranza, the author of books such as Backward Masking, Unmasked. Ooh. And by the way, the full title of this book is Backward Masking, Unmask, Backward Satanic Messages of Rock and Roll Exposed, oh. which, yeah, 
the book was basically my primary source for this episode. So was the unmasking itself backwards? Because oh. that would be really good symmetry. You know, backward masking, unmasked backwards. <laughs> or I mean, yes. I guess frontwards, I guess, is what you'd really want. Yeah, exactly. It, it, unfortunately, it wasn't. And that's basically the, the main reason why this book is not very good. Okay, so that's how Rational Wiki defines backmasking. Well, let's be fair and balanced here. Mm-hmm. What is backmasking according to Jacob Aranza? Well, he defines it as, quote, a technique that rock groups are using to convey satanic and drug-related messages to the subconscious. The technique is used by someone saying something forward, which intentionally means something else played backwards. I'm really glad right up front that Aranza doesn't just assume that the drug-related messaging is itself satanic. He accepts (laughs) that you could be into drugs and promote drug use, but that doesn't mean you're a satanist. Right. And, you know, I'm sure all our listeners would love to shut this uh, episode off and start just backmasking their favorite music immediately. But, you know, how would you do that? Well, you would obviously, you know, just pick your popular uh, p- pick a popular song that you, you listen to and put it in a uh, computer program like what is it, like Adobe Audition or Audacity or something and reverse the track. But, you know, back in my day and I don't know about yours, Dylan, you're younger than me, but mm-hmm. we listen to cassettes. Uh, I've so listened to, get to those... a cassette once or twice. <laughs> I've been there. Exactly. So I had me a you talk had to do boy. Work. You remember those? The oh, talk boy? Yes, talk boys. Yeah, was that that was popularized during Home Alone, right? Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2. That was how two, they got people bad. to watch that movie. Best best thing Trump's ever done in his life. All right. So to get those satanic messages, I had to do work. Like you I physically had to unscrew the four corners of the cassette, split it apart, flip the ribbons and then screw it back together. God. Barbar- barbarous. So it, yeah, it took like an all day. It was an all day thing, really. You know, I was brought up in kind of a cultish evangelical environment, small church, small town. We, we were all taught about these, you know, these evils of rock and roll. Like I've, I've seen this all before growing up. And we were all forced, you know, to watch in middle school a documentary called Hell's Bells about the evils of backmasking and rock and roll, which we will be coming. Uh, we'll be uh, discussing in our upcoming bonus episode, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And after watching Hell's Bells, my brother and I, you know, we wanted to try this for ourselves um, to see if it was true. Uh, my younger brother, we, 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 I just remember we were in his room. We took a tape that happened to be Led Zeppelin's um, four and um, it had Stairway to Heaven on it. We unscrewed this cassette because we knew this is one of the worst ones. We wanted to hear it for ourselves. We flipped the ribbons, screwed it back together. And when we played it in the cassette player, we heard the satanic gibberish. And I, I had literally jumped. I remember jumping. I was like, Aah! I got so afraid. Um, I screamed like a damn baby. And like, I remember clinging to my younger brother who looked at me like, dude, really? Like, what? what's your problem? We all start somewhere. Yeah. We all start somewhere in our journey to understand whether or not the satanic panic was real or not. You know, right. so that's your journey. And yes. I'm not going to make fun of you for that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, anyway, well, so so backmasking was really just a small feature to a larger fear-based phenomenon, as Dylan mentioned, known as the satanic panic, which was mass paranoia that a widespread permeation of satanic rituals were infiltrating God-fearing communities around the country. And in case you're wondering, the panic turned out to be unfounded. So That's you don't have to right. worry about that anymore. I've seen the Paradise Lost trilogy. It, it was unfounded. So let's let's go further backwards even. Let's go way back to 1887. Thomas Edison, inventor of the satanic message machine himself, otherwise known as a phonograph, said that when a record was played backwards, quote, the song is still melodious in many cases, and some of the strains are sweet and novel, but altogether different from the song reproduced in the right way. Oh, it's different. It's, it's different when you play it backwards. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. 
It's still novel and sweet, though. It's also further proof that Edison was evil and Tesla was a saint. So. Oh, 100%. Tesla would never would create never a music this. device that allowed you to play records backwards. Just one no way energy. Right. First known usage of backmasking was in 1959 from a vocal group called The Eligibles <laughs> and their album Car Trouble. Now, just to be clear again, like this is this is an example of backmasking when a group or a, a band or whatever records something then reverses it and puts it on the record. So it's just a bunch of like backwards gibberish. But when you reverse that, you hear the secret message. You know, exactly. So that's, like, that's a little. Yeah. Two different things. there. But so when reversed, though, the messages from Car Trouble said, and you can get my daughter back by 1030, you bum, <laughs> as well as now look at here, cats. Start running these records backwards, man. <laughs> you just know cats <laughs> are definitely the main perpetrators here. <laughs> they're always trying to mess with my records. That's right. Bishop Lewis and Alba, they're always <laughs> trying to hit that record while it's spinning. And I'm telling you, quit it, Satanists. Yeah, exactly. Also, I think I think Car Trouble was the title of the satanic backmax version of the hit NPR radio program Car Talk. So that I think I'm not sure, but it could be Car now Talk that, in reverse. That is an that should be the April Fool's joke for NPR. Yes, they do the backmask Car <laughs> Talk uh, reruns. Scary. Call it Car Talk in reverse. All right. So the Beatles eventually popularized the backmasking technique. During recording their album Revolver in 1966, Beatles producer George Martin and John Lennon claimed they discovered the technique of backmasking. Lennon said, while high on marijuana, that he played the song Rain backwards by accident and really enjoyed the unique sounds. The Beatles used the technique in the guitar solo for Tomorrow Never Knows. And in the song Rain, the Beatles used a backmask message that said, quote, sunshine, rain. When the rain comes, they run and hide their heads. And this is, I think, a perfect illustration of the satanic evil we're talking about yeah. in this episode. Because, of course, what he's talking about there is the reign of Jesus mm -hmm. that the satanic rock and rollers have to hide their heads yes. from. That's 100 percent what he's referencing. Yeah, it's not, it's not like it's not purple rain. It's more like a red rain. Yeah, it's a rain of blood, perhaps. So in 1969, WKNR FM radio DJ Russ Gibb received a phone call from a man identifying himself as Tom, who is a student at Eastern Michigan University. All right, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know it's Tom from MySpace, just like at the beginning. All right. The caller claimed oh, wow, that, that the maybe, that that maybe. aged you more than the cassette joke. I hope you realize that. Damn. <laughs> yeah. The caller claimed that the Beatles song Revolution Nine contained backmass message, which confirmed the rumor that Paul McCartney had died. Gibb then played the song backwards on his record player over the air and heard, quote, turn me on, dead man, turn me on. Dead man, turn me on, dead man. Wow. So, yeah. so either Paul, Paul McCartney really is dead, or John Lennon just had a thing for necrophilia. Do your own research, people. We're not going to do it for you. That's right. You got to figure it out. Gibb went on to tell his listeners what he called the great cover up. The conspiracy theory also included this, the Beatles song, I Am So Tired, which supposedly said when backmasked, quote, Paul is dead man. Miss him, miss him, miss him. Yeah, John misses him, but he doesn't miss him enough to admit to the world he is dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get, you know, everyone grieves in their own way. It's just, everyone grieves differently. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, so according to Aranza, backmassing is effective because when listening to backward mass messages, your brain reorders the words in the correct sequence. So you process the subliminal demonic messages subconsciously. 
In Aranza's book, he cites William H. Yarrell II, president of Applied Potentials Institute and author of the book Rock Music in the Brain. Yarrell states that there is a check value, particular activating system at the base of the brain, which, quote, based on prior program values, emotional responses, and our conditioning, a message will be accepted or rejected. Aranza writes, quote, what Mr. Yarrell is actually saying is that if someone said to you, Satan is God, you would immediately reject it, or your check value, the reticular activating system, would reject it. But if you heard dog see not a number of times, which is Satan is God backwards, which we all know, it would be decoded by the right part or the creative part of the brain and stored as fact. Wow, fact. that is just incredible, and I'm sure it's true. Oh, yeah. um, I wonder if this works for reading backed mask messages as well so am i being subconsciously infiltrated just by not only hearing uh you say that backwards but also reading it backwards oh. and if it does what we really need to do what Pu if putin wants to up his uh 2020 subterfuge game we really need to start seeing more back masked twitter accounts yes kind of get everybody to like switch their allegiances on there that's really if you want to disrupt an election that's how you should do it that's right go backwards i agree Actually, you know, honestly, Trump's backmass Twitter message would make just as much sense as it does Ford's. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. That's sad. Okay. In 1982, William Yarrow was a I mean, that might be part of his secret. Maybe his tweets are actually kind of already oh, kind of backmasked. Like, he back, he, like, writes something sensible, he backmasks it, and then he, like, tries to, like, reword it so it looks like an actual sentence, and it's like, that's how, it's like double layers of uh, backmasking, backmasking subterfuge. In 1982, William Yarrow was a guest on Paul Crouch's show on Trinity Broadcasting Network, where he stated that rock bands were working in coordination with the Church of Satan to put these subliminal satanic messages in their music. <laughs> I love <laughs> when whenever the satanic panic comes up, they always tie it like explicitly to the actual Church of Satan, like mm -hmm. the Anton LaVey yeah. group. But as my friend Mark once described them, the Church of Satan, it's just libertarianism for goths. It's really not that. <laughs> it's so not that true. sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. During the day, Ron Paul revolution at night, Church of Satan. The same year, Yarrell even testified before a California governmental assembly regarding backmasking. So Peter Bletcher points out in his book, Taboo Tunes, a history of band bands and censored songs, quote, the whole farce reached its peak in 1982 when a California assemblyman introduced a state house resolution to create a statewide law banning the in insertion of backmast or other subliminal messages and recordings, declaring that the practice could manipulate our behavior without our knowledge or consent and turn us into disciples of the Antichrist. How <laughs> dare you call this oh, a shit. farce? Yeah, that, that wasn't me. It was Bletcher. The real issue here. Is that Christian rock bands didn't fight back with their own backmasking. Yeah. They should have dropped all the overt Christian stuff and, you know, just like we're like, all right, we're not Christians anymore. We're Satanists and we're, you know, starting our own regular rock band. And then you just hide the Christianity in plain sight. And that uh, is how you win converts. That's good. Okay. There's something sort of like this happening. Not quite, but later. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. And since I'm, you know, I'm sure you're all wondering who are listening to this right now, this bill was successful. So yes. at least for a time. Yeah. So that's horrible. Um, all records with the undeclared backmasking were deemed invasion of privacy for which the distributor could then be sued. Uh, what the a 80s. weird 
<laughs> justification, <laughs> invasion of privacy. <laughs> I just, you're, you're invading my subconscious. How dare you? In 1983, a bill in Arkansas required all records with back masking to be labeled with the warning, quote, warning, this record contains backward masking, which may be perceptible at subliminal level when the record is played forward. This reminds me of the kind of that California Proposition 65 warning that you see on products sometimes where oh, yeah. it'll say like, according to the state of California, this product contains ingredients that are considered by California to be carcinogenic. I think is it's the language is something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so then imagine then another warning. It's like also this product contains ingredients, which the state of Arkansas continues to be um, affecting you at a subliminal level when played backwards. <laughs> like That's a different it's a different type of uh, of warning there. Yeah, but equally important. So let's not be too quick to judge all this, though. Jacob Aranza isn't totally unfair to the demonic message bearers, stating that, quote, some groups that have backward masking on their albums or songs don't realize that though they have not intentionally placed backward satanic messages in their music, they are simply, quote, pawns in the hands of Satan. Serving Satan, we must remember, is not falling on our knees and worshiping him only. It can be simply serving ourselves. I actually just really enjoy the idea of accidentally serving Satan. Like, yeah. oh, fuck me. Yeah. Like, so like, <laughs> is Satan it. breaking into the editing room and putting these messages in the records? <laughs> or do the bands just somehow not realize that saying things like Satan is God, Satan is God are themselves satanic? I think it's a ladder. I mean, yeah. sa- Satan works in mysterious ways. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. But just because you are unintentional pawns of Satan doesn't mean you get a free pass, though, either. Mm-hmm. So in Aranza's book, he writes, quote, Bob Garcia of AM Records in Los Angeles said, It must be the devil putting messages on the records because no one here knows how to do it. <sighs> Whether Bob Garcia knows how to do it or not doesn't discount what the messages are clearly saying. The Beatles knew how to do it. The Electric Light Orchestra knew how to do it, as well as Led Zeppelin. It's hard to believe that none of these groups are aware of these messages, especially with their connections with the occult and the supernatural. I just have to say one thing. There are very few times Mm -hmm. where it is appropriate to fill the gap between the Beatles and Led Zeppelin with the Electric Light Orchestra. I just (laughs) I don't think I would have used that example in that order. To be clear, Aranza isn't just concerned about the evil backmasking messages in rock and roll music. He's also concerned about the frontward messages. Oh, that's uh, what we in the satanic music so. community called front masking. <laughs> Another technique we have. <laughs> yeah, or front frontward masking. Either way, it's interchangeable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he starts his book with this quote. What's wrong with rock and roll? Plenty. It affects tens of millions of young people and adults in America and around the world. Rock music is laced with lyrics exalting drugs, immorality, homosexuality, violence, and rebellion. I am incredibly excited to hear about all these rock and roll songs that exalt homosexuality. <laughs> I was unaware that that was, a, uh, that was a common topic of concern. To hammer this broader point home of the general evils of rock and roll, on page nine of his book, he offers a picture of Queen's News of the World album cover with this written below it, quote, The Queen's top song, We Are the Champions, is the unofficial national anthem for gays, homosexuals, in America. (laughs) That is is an incredible claim. I so (laughs) So what what that is the official national anthem for gay people. They've got an unofficial (laughs) one. We need to know the official one. It's also I think it's kind of pushing the definition of exalt with this one. You know, like say what you want about the song, like make up whatever message you want. I don't think it's exalting uh, these kinds of folks. I couldn't agree more. So 
Aranza continues later on, quote, what the devil's wrong with rock and roll? The devil is what's wrong with rock and roll. And there's no <laughs> secret about it. <laughs> there's a revival going on in Satan's kingdom and music is the tool, which I think would be great if the band tool got their name this way. They read this book <laughs> like, this is it. This is how we, this is our name. Aranza is not just afraid of secret backwards messages and rock and roll songs, but also the open drug use of rock stars. Mm. Quote, yeah. Quote, psychedelics were in and words like far out, heavy, solid, and wow <laughs> were in their prime. It seemed the whole world was taking acid, sorting THC, and dropping mescaline. Man, I must have sorted a whole <laughs> bunch of THC before we recorded this episode because I didn't know that wow was hippie slang. I didn't know that was invented by all the uh, psychedelic bands in the 60s and hate Ashbury. Wow. I thought, you know, just, yeah, wow. I also didn't realize that uh, people snorted THC and that was the I, thing, yeah. but you know, what do I know? What do I know? Leave it to the it seems expert. like it would be a pain in the neck to like, just like all those little leaves, like <laughs> got to get them powdery. <laughs> Keith, you know what would be good? Actually, uh, the use of Keith for all yeah. of our uh, marijuana connoisseurs in the yes. audience. Uh, Keith, I feel would be the best method for uh, snorting uh, THC there. That's my guess. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I only do. I just for me now, personally, I just I don't really do THC. I only snort my uh, I snort CBD. So it's not as not as bad. Mm, okay. Yep, 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 yep. OK, so we've covered drugs and we've covered rock and roll. What is it that is missing from this equation? I, oh, sex. That's it. Sex. Mm, yep. 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 So don't worry. Ronza has something to say about this demonic act. Quote. Thank God. Of Yeah. <laughs> Well, of all those who thrive on sex-centered songs, the one who sticks out the most is Rod Stewart with songs like Tonight's the Night, Hot Legs, and his latest hit, Tonight I'm Yours. Stewart comes prancing out on stage in his tight leopard skin pants, which in one of his recent tours ripped in the middle of the concert. <laughs> yeah, and sadly, you can't backmask ripping your pants on stage unless you want to carry a sewing machine out there. Oh, but yeah. nobody wants to do that. It's going to interrupt yeah, the flow of the whole thing. It's very, yeah, not very rock and roll to have a sewing machine and do some crafts on stage. Yeah, no. Also, honestly, I was looking at this. I was reading the lyrics. Hot Legs is Definitely demonic. Ooh. Just listen to the scene of horror of a sentient disembodied pair of legs that can talk. <laughs> Quote, who's that knocking at my door? It's got to be a quarter to four. Is it you again coming around for more? Well, you can love me tonight if you want, but in the morning, make sure you're gone. I'm talking to you, hot legs. You're wearing me out, hot legs. You could scream and shout, hot legs. Are you still at school? I love you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, took a little weird turn at the end there, but all right. yeah, come on, Rod. I, I, Jesus Christ! Oh, I think uh, you know what? Jesus. I'm gonna give it to Aranza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this has Satanism written all over it. <laughs> I'm just gonna give him that He's one. Right on this one. He's just totally right. All right, but this isn't the only time Aranza is concerned about leopard skin pants based sins. Mm. Quote. I was speaking in an open marketplace in England when in the middle of my message, a teenager came and stood across from me. I tried not to stare, but it was difficult. His hair appeared like a long crew cut. It stuck straight up in the air, uneven and jagged in many places. I had never seen anyone with safety pins stuck in their face before or leopard skin pants on. Maybe it was the pink, red, orange, blue and blonde hair that caught my attention the most. This was my first encounter with what was to come, namely punk rock. Oh, there is nothing more punk <laughs> oh. rock 
than leopard skin pants. That's what they all wore. Well, Rod Stewart was definitely punk rock. That's oh. the, I think he fits into that genre. Exactly. So, oh, yeah. All right. But besides enlightening us on the history of punk rock, Aranza is also really into warning his readers that these rock stars crave to be demonic messiahs. Quote, they attempted to be supernatural beings through their natural bodies. As long as these rock stars are looked upon as the messiahs of our age, there will be those who live through their tunes only to wind up in tombs. Ooh, that would be a great line to backmask into a rock lyric. That is incredible. <laughs> it would be. So to combat the evil, rebellious nature of punk rock, Aranza offers these six steps that lead to rebellion so we can all avoid them and become perfect, mindless sheep. One, disobedience. Two, self-deceit. Three, stubbornness. Four, looking for idols. Five, witchcraft and the occult. And six, death. <laughs> death. Death is the <laughs> ultimate disobedience. Yeah. So I'm glad he included it on the list. Yeah. I mean, I, I always say it directly to, you know, like a deceased person laying in an open casket at a funeral. Sir or ma'am, you need to be very careful. You're at the last step here. Please don't start to rebel now. They usually don't respond. Usually. But yeah, they're already rebelling. Yes. They're rebelling by being in the casket. Yeah. So don't worry if you thought you weren't going to get more corny quips, though. Aranza explains that there is hope for people who have fallen into the grasp of satanic rock and roll. They can still give their life to God. Quote, putting it in the words of an English friend of mine, Christ has put their feet on the rock and their names on the roll. Uh, <sighs> oh, wait, wait, wait. He, he's, he's actually not done with these, these horrible things. In his chapter, he describes Jesus as, quote, the rock that never rolls. So that's always that's fun. Also, yeah, it's getting this, this podcast is, is getting he, really dark. He, this is the same guy who said, you know, those who live through their tunes only wind up in tombs. No, 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 no. That's this guy. <laughs> and then he's got to go straight dad joke corny. It's sad. I, it, I mean, this is truly a fall from yeah, grace. Was, uh, I know he was on such a good path and it's like, oh, dude, really? He does this yeah, actually quite a bit in the book. It's horrible. All right. This, also, this we can't say for certain, but it seems at least possible that Aranza's anti-rock sermons may have led indirectly to the tragedy of Waco, Texas in 1990s. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's, a, it's a bold statement and it's not true. But anyway, quote, I remember the first time I spoke on the subject of rock and roll. Little did I realize the impact it was going to have on the community of Waco, Texas. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He definitely redeems himself, though, in, in my eyes, by doing something metal as fuck. Quote, after I spoke the first night, we decided to have everyone bring in the records that they wanted to get rid of. And the following evening, we would burn them. Yes. Yeah. They put them all in a big barrel and just set them on fire. But I, I actually have to say, I, I really, a really even more metal as fuck move would be for a, a metal band in the 70s or something to just have their albums f have flame retardant on them mm. just to freak out the Christian losers <laughs> as they uh, try to burn them and they just don't burn. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, after all, we know there's nothing more satanic and evil mm -hmm. than fire safety. <laughs> That's true. And everyone, just so you know, this book is dated. Jacob Aranza covers a lot of classic rock musicians that we all do still need to be aware of because they're still out there in iTunes. You can listen to them and they're being used by Satan. Here's just a list mm -hmm. of who he covers. So I'm going to, I'm just going to do a super quick brief rundown. There's, there's bands, of course, the ACDCs, obviously there's Adam mm -hmm. and the ants, Aerosmith, Alan Parsons project, America beach boys. That's strange. 
Beatles, Bee Gees, Black Sabbath, Blue Oyster Cult, Richie Blackmore, Blondie, David Bowie, Eric Clapton, Captain and Tennell, Alice Cooper, John Denver. Captain and Tennille. Oh, Captain shit. and Tennille. <laughs> Captain and Tennille. The love, love will keep right. us together. That's Captain and Tennille. Yeah, that's Satanist. Yeah, definitely Satanist. Satan. Yep. Alice Cooper. I mean, that's obvious. Oh, yeah. John Denver, Dr. Hook, um, Eagles, Earth, Wind and Fire, Fleetwood Mac, Pink Floyd, Grateful Dead, Hall and Oates, Jimi Hendrix, Billy Joel, Jefferson Starship, Jethro Tull. Some of those are pretty obvious. Elton John, Janis Joplin, Judas Priest, Kiss, obviously Led Zeppelin, Meatloaf, and oddly enough, Bette Midler. Oh, so that's, didn't see that one coming. I did not either. I mean, there's a couple that are real, like so far, right? Like Adam yeah, and the Ants case. and uh, Captain and Seal, uh, all clearly satanic. Um, yeah. And Bette Midler, definitely the ones I know for a fact. Yeah, are oh, Satanists. yeah. Oh, for sure. I like how they, it's not just a bunch of, you know, liberal it's ted nugent is on the list here oh so, wow yeah he's got ted nugent um patty smith ario speedwagon fair and balance Saranza. yeah it's a handful more but that's it yeah that's uh so just so you guys know watch out for bet midler that's the main thing all right so aranza mm. ends his book by offering us four things that we must know about our lives today it's your standard you know evangelical salvation proselytizing but point three of four really stood out to me and this is what it says quote well i've got god in my plans Yes, you may, but do you have the plan of God? So he likes, again, he likes to do this little reversal thing, which, which, you know, one might say is a sort of Christian backmasking technique. Oh, that's, that's definitely true. Cause I mean, you know, but I think it's an important distinction because the satanic bands have God Mm -hmm. in their plans, but their plans are to subvert the truth of God's justice and wisdom. So, you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad he's he's making this distinction. He's onto something. Directly after the final paragraph of the book, the how do I receive Christ section, there's an advertisement which says, quote, just released 90 minute cassette tape on backward masking unmasked by Jacob Baranza, 595. Now you can hear these backward messages for yourself. And as a God fearing Christian who doesn't want to listen to Satan's messages, you know? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I do really, really want to get a hold of this cassette. So if any of our listeners somehow have this, I don't know why you would, but if you do or can find it, please, please, please reach out to us. Yeah, 100% reach out to us. Um, And, you know, if you can digitize it or if you can like send us a copy and we can digitize it on our end, that would be incredible. But also on a very serious note, I, I got to get serious for a second. So why would he want to put this out? Because isn't backmasking supposed to kind of bypass the rational part of our brain and get us to subconsciously accept these messages. So in that case, I would think you would want to hide this because even if you go into it, knowing that there's subliminal messaging, that doesn't matter because it's getting past your reticular ad activating system or whatever he called it. So I think this is very irresponsible. Yeah, I know. So we need to talk to him because this has probably done a lot of damage. There's also a, a list of books that you can purchase by the same publishing company and the final pages of this book. My favorite, I definitely want to check out, include The Hidden Dangers of the Rainbow, The New Age Movement, and Our Coming Age of Barbarism by Constance Cumbie. It's five ninety five. Um, Murdered Heiress, Living Witness by Dr. Petty Wagner, five ninety five. also. And here's my personal favorite, The Day They Padlock the Church. By Ooh. E. Edward Rowe, three dollars and fifty cents. I guess it's discount. Oh, that's a um, that's a cheaper one. That's a cheaper one. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, and here's the little passage from it. Quote: The warm yet heartbreaking story of Pastor Everett Sullivan, 
a Nebraska Baptist pastor who was jailed and his church padlocked because he refused to bow to Caesar. Ooh. <laughs> I'm assuming not literally, but all right. It is also the story of a thousand Christians who stood with Pastor Sylvan in defying Nebraska tyranny in America's crisis of freedom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I just, I really, I think Nebraska tyranny is going to have to somehow be incorporated in our merch in some way. I'm not sure, but that is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. I am waiting. Tyranny. That needs to be an Alex Jones documentary, Nebraska <laughs> yeah. tyranny. But so I was, you know, when, um, when I saw this on the outline, I was super intrigued and I oh, found man, yeah. there's a New York times article about what this book is talking about. And this is from 1984, which is a good year for tyranny. I have to admit. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I just want to share this quick excerpt from that New York times article quote, the officials say the state is simply requiring that all schools, whether secular or religious be approved and that all teachers be certified. Nebraska is among a minority of states that have such requirements. Dr. Joseph E. Ludharms, the state education commissioner, said, quote, there are many ways of getting that certificate, but the schools and their people have refused to even apply to learn what is required <laughs> to apply for certification. The fundamentalist schools argue is to elevate the state over God. Wow. And, you know, since we live in theocracy, it checks out, I think. Yeah, exactly. So that is what the Nebraska tyranny consisted of is having to get <laughs> your basement homeschool theocracy yes. lessons certified by the government. That is a, uh, yeah, that's what they're talking about there. All right. So let's get some few examples of backmasking messages in here. Cause we're all wanting to know what, what's going on here. Let's, let's get some examples. Yeah. We want to infiltrate your mind. Yes, exactly. So we have a band, a little band called queen, mm -hmm. Heard of the song, another one bites the dust. So in, in the song, there's a Ford message, obviously that says, Another one bites the dust. Uh, fun side note. Uh, if you um, if you're in a situation where you need to do CPR, mm -hmm. I was oh, actually yeah. taught that another one bites the dust is the perfect rhythm uh, for doing the chest compressions. It was weird another to me because bites the dust. I, I have another actually heard it was staying dust. alive from uh, from um, what's that? The Bee Gees? Oh, that's yeah. that's another good one, too. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's the same rhythm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, just don't. I hope like if you're two people are hurt and two people are singing two different songs, it doesn't get confusing. Yeah, I also I do think in terms of just um, just in terms of PR, I do think staying alive is a better option than another yeah. one bites the dust. So I'm going to say, yeah, let's stick with staying alive for that purpose. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right. So, you know, that's another one bites the dust is forward. So when you flip that backwards, according to Aranza, it says, quote, decide to smoke marijuana though oh. honestly yeah we've got a bit of a conflict here because so, you know i looked it up at the the from the documentary hell's bells the dangers of rock and roll it says it's supposed to say start to smoke marijuana so oh, yeah and, and actually according to another youtuber um oddity archive which i'll discuss a little bit later it sounds like quote it's fun to smoke marijuana that last one that's what i heard yeah that was always fun. my understanding yep. it does sound like it's fun to smoke marijuana which Actually, according to another uh, friend of mine who listens to this podcast, who also went to the same school growing up with me, um, it seems to him it sounds like it's fun to go to Awana, which is oh. also the yeah the Christian Boy Scouts uh, and the church that I, I attended growing up that we both did. So it, it, it stands for approved workmen are not ashamed. I think we discussed it before. Yeah, I think we literally discussed that on the very first episode we ever did. Exactly. It was, the it was in the Revelation series. one. So yep. to me, it seems that Queen is just sneaking godly messages into their song. <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not sure about this debate. You know, I am not an expert uh, backward masking, you know, technician. So I'm going to leave it to the experts to really decide. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I do suspect 
Aronza is wrong and Hell's Bells is right because mm-hmm. the whole point of backmasking is to bypass the conscious brain. So why would the message be about deciding to yes. smoke marijuana? <laughs> we want the message to just be, no, nope, <laughs> go, go do it. Go do it. And like that, like, you know, hey, maybe you should start thinking about smoking weed. Um, I, I don't think that's the, uh, the route they would go. I agree. Yeah. So as we mentioned earlier, uh, okay, so Led Zeppelin and the song that me and my brother flipped around and backmasked ourselves a DIY backmasking for us. It was a stairway to heaven from their album four. It's Led Zeppelin so. four. God damn. Oh, Jesus. Oh, that's right. That was, I really did fuck that up, but okay. <sighs> um, forward. It says, quote, yes, there are two paths you can go by, but in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. And it makes me wonder. So backwards though, it says there's no escaping it. It's my sweet Satan. The one will be the path who makes me sad whose power is Satan. Mm, yep. So not sure what that means, but whatever. All right. No one does. You're not supposed, your conscious brain isn't supposed to know what it means. Exactly. You're right. Also, there's another part of the song. It's not, it's a, it's a twofer. There's another back mass message in the same song. Um, the part that says, dear lady, can you hear the wind blow? And did you know your stairway lies in the whispered wind? Um, unfortunately backwards it says oh i will sing because i live with satan oh his roommate it says that exactly yeah the roommates (laughs) all right as the aforementioned e l o electric light orchestra from their album el dorado forward says here it comes another lonely day playing the game i'll sail away on a voyage of no return to sea but backwards unfortunately guys it says he is the nasty one christ you're infernal it is said we're dead men. Everyone who has the mark will live. Oh, the mark. So Styx is the band here and the song is Snow Blind. Forward it says, I try so hard to make it so. But backwards, sadly, it says Satan moves through our voices. Ooh, that's cool. I like that one. Right in the nose. Yeah. Black Oak, Arkansas um, is the band. Well, what's the song? When Electricity Came to Arkansas, which rural yeah, electrification is definitely that's when Satanism started in America. Yeah, <laughs> I like how I have here written forward just question mark. I don't even know what passage it is from <laughs> forward. So uh, who knows? But anyway, backwards. <laughs> that's all that matters. It says Satan, Satan, Satan. He is God. He is God. He is God. So oh, so we can officially <laughs> confirm Black Oak, Arkansas created our lady is God dot com. So now we know for a fact. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. OK, so the band The Eagles and the very favorite song from a lot of people. Hotel California. Mm, love a lot of people love it yeah the one of those famous lines in the song this could be heaven or this could be hell backwards says yes satan he organized his own religion so really talking about satan as an administrator he's really good at like administrating exactly good at project management jefferson starship is the last band here from the song a child is coming and forward it says it's getting better. So it's a nice message, oh. but oof, and backwards. And fortunately it says son of Satan. Oh, so, so anytime you're saying it's good. getting better, <laughs> you're giving a subliminal <laughs> satanic communique. Great. Can't win. So Peter Bletcher, who I mentioned earlier, who wrote taboo tunes writes, quote, the concept of backmasking secret messages was publicized widely and more bands began joining in on the fun. Even goes going so far as to bait devil hunting censors with way over the top pseudo satanic malarkey. <laughs> it's not really satanic. It's just pseudo satanic. Yeah, it's not even malarkey. It's pseudo satanic pseudo malarkey. <laughs> yeah. 
besides malarkey. That's that's Joe Biden's word. You do not mess with that word. Yeah. Malarkey all right, so 2020. Dylan's all time favorite. <laughs> Dylan's all time favorite band Pink Floyd even Ooh. joined in on the fun in their song Goodbye Blue Sky, which when the incomprehensible song lyrics are played backwards, it says, congratulations, you just discovered the secret message. Please send your answer to old pink care of the funny farm. Which is not a real address, I don't think. I've looked I looked it up. Yeah, no, definitely not. But the most enjoyable story of backmasking involving Pink Floyd also involves Stanley Kubrick. And unfortunately, Forrest isn't here with us to oh, talk about this. Man. I know. To his favorite people. On Roger Waters' 1992 album, Amused to Death, Rogers included a backward message, which was most likely directed at Stanley Kubrick, who wouldn't allow Rogers to use a sample from his movie 2001 A Space Odyssey for his record. The water song was Perfect Sense Part 1, and the message played backwards says, quote, Julia, however, in light and visions of the issues of Stanley, we have changed our minds. We have decided to include a backward message. Stanley, for you and all the other book burners. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. So, Waters would later go on to support the debunked White Helmets conspiracy theory that we mentioned in the Lyndon LaRouche series. That we yeah. Have. So, so, he's always been a times. piece of shit. So and make um, a bunch of good music. Uh, you know, this it's funny. This must be an early example of equating like the exercise over property rights or over copyright as equivalent to Nazi censorship. So truly <laughs> Roger Waters is an innovator in being just a, a dumb piece of shit. So the aforementioned electric light orchestra embedded a backwards message in their song fire on high that when reverse said the music is reversible, but time turn back, turn back, turn back. And what do you get when you reverse the entire song? Yeah, you what? get the band High on Fire. Oh, which fuck is pretty yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same the same people. ELO is is High on Fire actually. Yeah, except they're just facing away from the audience whenever they play. On ELO's song titled Secret Messages, which I think is subtle, they added this backmasking gem, quote, "Welcome to the big show. Welcome to the big show." The Jay Giles band song No Anchovies Please included a backwards secret message that said, quote, it doesn't take a genius to know the difference between chicken shit and chicken salad. <laughs> that is true. That's, that is that the truest true thing statement. we've said so far today. Sticks, of course, as we mentioned earlier, they they just embraced the satanic panic and, play, and placed a warning sticker on their album, Kilroy Was Here, that said, quote, by order of majority for a musical morality, this album contains secret backward messages. Yeah, take it to the man. That's right. In their song, Heavy Metal Poisoning, they went full anti-Sedificontist and included a back-mass Latin phrase. And I'll probably mess this up, but we'll try it. Anute corptus, Norvus Ordo Secularum. It says, God has favored our undertakings, a new order for the ages. <laughs> Tradcast podcast. Ugh, not going to like this. Yeah, the Tradcasts in the audience just <laughs> fainted. They swooned. Yeah. So Prince also trolled the religious right by putting a fun, godly backmasking message in his song, Darling Nikki, which said, hello, how are you? I'm fine because I know the Lord is coming soon. I like adding small talk to the backmask message. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. How's the weather? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I like that you took the time to craft a backmask message, but not really the time or effort to put, you know, focus on the content of the backmask. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's unique. Yeah. I like it. So while we're on the subject, though, my personal favorite use of backmasking for Jesus is from the Christian rock group Petra. Yeah. From their 1982 album, More Power to Ya. Yeah. More Power to Ya is what it should be. 
Yeah, oh my bad. Yeah, on their song Judas Kiss, which said when reverse, quote, what are you looking for, the devil, when you ought to be looking for the Lord? Yeah, that's see, more of them should do that. Yeah, I like it. According to Bletcha, the best backmasking jokester who played the moral majority was Frank Zappa, who recorded an entire six minute song called Yahazna backwards. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. My personal favorite mouthpiece of Satan is Cradle of Filth. Yes. Who doesn't love to put that on when they're studying and stuff? They're, the song is called Dinner at Deviant's Palace, in which they feature a reversed reading of the Lord's Prayer. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is that's fucked up, which actually I have to wonder if the Our Lady is God people, I should say person, uh, would think that one would be more acceptable than the that one would actually be more acceptable than the, you know, the actual Lord's Prayer. I think Prayer. as long as you so couldn't understand sure, the words, they be. would say it's more acceptable. Yeah, I think you're right. Is the okay? Here's what everyone's wanting to know: Is there really messages from Satan when you flip these songs around? I mean, let's let's find out here. Michael Shermer points out that the fact that we often make out discernible words and even sentences in songs when back mass has to do with our brain's often faulty pattern recognition, which can lead to false positives. Essentially, it's described by psychologists as auditory pareidolia, which, according to Merriam-Webster dictionary, is quote the tendency to perceive a specific, often meaningful image in a random or ambiguous visual, or in this case, obviously, auditory pattern. President of Christian research group called Watchman Fellowship, which I think is also the name of a Watchman Comics uh, meetup group, is mm. also the same title, says that, quote, you can take a Christian hymn, and if you play it backwards long enough at different speeds, you can make that hymn say anything you want to. I worry that he's been doing that too much. He's trying I to, think so, find, too. He's trying to, you know, find his own. He's like, ah, I've got to find the secret messages. How great thou art. It's got to be, there's got to be something in here. All right. So audio engineer Evan Alcott says the backmass messages from bands like Led Zeppelin or Queen are nothing but coincidental phonetic reversals. He says that, quote, actually engineering or planning a phonetic reversal is next to impossible and even more difficult when trying to design it with words that fit into a song. But, you know, honestly, tell that shit to David Lynch. He didn't get the message. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness, David Lynch can only do the impossible. So I think this still stands. Well, I mean, he did make a Walt Disney family film suitable for children, and I would have thought that's impossible. So yeah, that's a good point. That's true. So there's a pretty entertaining video on YouTube by Oddity Archive about backmasking, where he takes random CDs from his collection, selects a random clip from each song, and then rips it to his computer where he reverses it to hear the outcome. Most of the video is just him coming across random silly words strung together when songs are backmasked. But my favorite example is this one uh, from Rupert Holmes' Escape, the song Pini Calata, where this, the lyrics are, quote, write to me and escape, which sounds like, quote, yes, an alien must know when backmasked. Oh, so I, interesting. I, yeah. So the YouTuber points out that the, the word and, you know, if, you, if, if it's not very enunciated, comes out as the second syllable of the word Satan when backmasked. So this means that nearly every song in the circulation has a chance of having something that sounds sort of like Satan when playing backwards. <laughs> Additionally, yeah, getting Satan is even more likely if that and happens at the beginning of a line of a lyric followed by an S sounding word. Oh, so that makes sense. Yep. We just debunked everything. Shit. Man, we should have started there. I know. We really should. We should have. Yeah. Uh, he also demonstrates this by playing Summer Wind by Frank Sinatra. The lyrics are two sweethearts in the summer wind 
which when played backwards sounds like, hey, I'll sue Satan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I think that's intentional uh, because, you know, he I can imagine Frank Sinatra suing Satan. So I bet he is. All right. Well, in conclusion, unfortunately, guys, I hate to tell you, um, Satan backmasking lots has lost its appeal way back, actually, in the advent of compact discs, (laughs) just still a long time ago. Uh, which made playing an album backwards impossible without the use of sound editing software on a personal computer, which we I wonder with the resurgence of vinyl, oh, uh, true. if we're going to see yeah. a return of the satanic yes. back mask. I would love yeah. it. I think that would be good. Any yeah, musicians in the back. audience, if you want us to promote your music, mm-hmm. put some back mask messages in there and we will promote the shit out of that. Yeah, we won't know what you're saying, but that's cool. Yeah, we won't even bother uh, figuring it out. Yeah, exactly. So in the end, which could also be the beginning, let's just play it safe and heed the wise words of Jacob Aranza and ask these simple questions about our favorite rock group. And if they pass the simple test, then I think then I think we'll be okay. One, do they glorify God? Two, are they building God's kingdom or destroying it? Three, can you see Jesus in their lives? Four, are they serving themselves or the living God? Mm. And and if you answer no to any of these, you may want to burn these vinyl hipsters. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Get rid of yeah. them immediately. Or you could actually just uh, send your satanic possessed vinyl to our P.O. Box, which is P.O. Box 6905, Detroit, oh, Michigan, 48202. We'll take your vinyl. Yeah, we'll take your vinyl and we will make sure that it is uh, disposed of properly. That's yes. what we're going to do with it. That's right. We're going to burn them literally. So Dylan, any, mm. does, that's it. That's it. So what did you, what did you, um, what did you enjoy? Anything, anything stand out to you from this? I mean, this is all very fun. Uh, what stood out to me? I just, it's so fun going back. Like whenever you look at a moral panic from like several decades into the future and you see yeah. like what they were panicked over, like Rod Stewart, <laughs> Rod Stewart, like, especially, I mean, even like 10 years later, like from this, cause that was like the eighties. Yeah. I mean, you have like gangster rap. In yeah. the 90s, that became the new, like, not satanic panic, but, like, moral panic over music. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think about, like, an NWA album versus, like, Rod Stewart. Like, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, just the difference and just what we thought was we were really concerned with. I think that's it. I mean, I think it's fun that people kind of did this intentionally, kind of putting in the secret uh, messages. Yeah. But it's amazing the unimportant things we can worry about. We're really good at that. Worrying about things that yes. just are not real and don't matter, even if they were real. It is. It's funny, too, because, you know, growing up um, as a teenager, I started to get into, you know, I, of course, I listened to some of the just the classic rock that Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that. And, of course, Weezer and these bands are in Green Day and stuff are getting popular. But I also yeah, Jimi started- Hendrix, <laughs> Weezer. Like that's yeah, the- <laughs> totally, totally different things. Um, but, yeah, I, I, yeah. Am, I remember listening to like there was a lot of Christian metal and stuff like the tooth and nail records stuff started coming out and I was into that and you know, all that crap and like MXPX and these bands. But I, there was one, I remember is a story. I remember when I was writing this was there was, I guess it was like a tooth and nail. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like a Christian record label that no, was no. sort of sort of like a Christian rock record label that was based out of Seattle. That was like huge. And they had, you know, their own little like um, Woodstock called cornerstone you could go to and, and it was like, and, oh, and everyone yeah. that would go to that were mostly just like a bunch of druggies anyway. Then no one was like actually really a Christian. <laughs> There'd be a good couple of like Christians there basically, but, <laughs> and none of the bands, I mean, some of the bands were, I, I wouldn't, shouldn't say none of them were, but anyway, there was, but I was naive cause I thought, you know, they were all Christian bands. And I remember 
uh, story that stood out to me. I remember there was, they put out tooth and nail, put out like a video, a compilation of all their music videos. And there's this band called Joe Christmas. And they had this song called like couple skate, which um, is kind of this grungy song or whatever. And it's kind of cool. It's like, yeah, this is cool. And I remember loving it. And I remember watching music video with my brother. I was like, this is really cool. And they're not, you know, it's not really like Christian lyrics, but I really like it. They're a bunch of Christians. And then there was a flash of this dude's shirt in the video he's playing and it's, it's a black Sabbath shirt and like on it, it's just like giant six, six, six on it. I was like, wait, what? And I remember, <laughs> I remember being like, this yeah. is unacceptable. And I remember I literally wrote him a letter. I was like, um, sir, like, I am so sorry, but this six, six, six is not, it was just very, very rock, very punk rock of me. <laughs> I said it to him. Court, I mean, my brother's got to remember this, but, um, but yeah, so I, I, uh, sent it to him and he wrote back. He actually wrote me back and said, well, listen, like we are on a Christian label, but actually none of us, I think he said none of us, or maybe one of us. And I'm not like, we're all atheists. Like we, we don't believe in God. We're just, you know, we're just on this label. He goes, you know, I actually really, and he kind of trolled me a little bit. He's like, I really love that shirt. And I really liked that 666 logo it was hard to get on eBay or whatever. And it was really glad <laughs> that I was able to find it. Also, I was like, dude, man, what the, the hell? Joe Christmas. Oh my God. <laughs> so anyway, Joe that was a fun story. Christmas. Yeah. You got to find, if, if you still have that letter. You got to find that. Oh my we have God. to. I was trying to, I know I have to find it and try and I have to find it. I don't know where it is, but maybe we my need brother a, knows. We need so. a dramatic retelling of this letter <laughs> exchange because that is exactly amazing. And I can't wait to hear that. So, and with that little blast from the past, this concludes our episode on backward masking. And we will see you again in 15 days. Meanwhile, thank you for listening to this episode of None Dare Call It Ordinary. If you would also like to hear our weekly bonus episodes, just become a $5 a month patron over at patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. That is also where you'll find any blog posts, pictures, and news updates to go along with our regular series. And you don't even have to be a patron to get access to all that fun stuff. You can also reach us by email at nondarecallitordinary at gmail.com. Lastly, we ask for you to please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts are served.